and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad you were here. Don't run off quite yet. See what the Lord has for us today, because it is a message for every one of us. Of course, all of God's Word is profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness, as we read in 2 Timothy chapter 3. But I am so thankful that you've stopped by. And welcome back to all you regular listeners. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for being on this journey with me, for coming back day after day. Thank you for sending me messages sometimes and letting me know how things are going. Please do that more this year. I love to hear what God's doing in your life as you're spending time with Him. Um, Know that I continue to pray for you all regularly. I continue to pray that the Lord will draw you closer to Him and that you will have more of a desire to know Him and His Word, that you'll carve out that time, that you'll be intentional about thinking about Him and His Word. And it's uh, not just doing uh, a sit-down Bible study, but it's also working on memory work. Uh, It's involves praying, worshiping, all these things that we could do throughout the day, just little bits here and there, and that makes a difference if you're able to do that. I would love to be able to uh, park for hours and hours and hours uh, thinking about God and His Word, but we have life to live, and we have uh, this to share with others, and so uh, it just helps us if we figure out how to put that in different parts of the day. And so I'm so glad that you've taken part of your day to listen to this today. Well, uh, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think uh, may enjoy coming along this journey with us. And know, as I mentioned, that I love to hear from you. Our verse for the day for January the 7th, 2024, comes from the Minor Prophet Book of Haggai. I think this is the first time that we've been in this uh, book or this uh, this book of prophecy uh, over the course of this podcast, over 737 episodes. And so I'm excited for us to park here for a few minutes today and see what we can learn. But it's Haggai chapter 1, verse 7. And it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Oh, friends, there is a lot of stuff here. And so I'm so excited for us to park and see what we can learn. So as I mentioned, Haggai is one of the minor prophets. It's the third to the last book of the Old Testament. The Old Testament starts out with the Old Testament law, then it moves to Old Testament history, then to the wisdom and poetry literature, and then to the major prophets and the minor prophets. The major prophets were called major primarily because of the volume of their work. The minor prophets tended to be smaller. Uh, But regardless, there is so much that can be learned even from the smallest books and, and all the way up to those largest books. Haggai is the second smallest book in the Old Testament, uh, second only to Obadiah. It has two chapters, and it was written to the southern kingdom of Judah, those who had come back after they had been exiled to Babylon, and they'd come back, and it was written to encourage them to rebuild the wall. Uh, We know that the books of prophecy, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, could be divided into pre-exilic books, 
exilic books and post-exilic books. And that word exilic refers to the exile. So uh, there were uh, there was this northern kingdom of Israel after the United Kingdom of Israel was split due to Solomon, King Solomon's disobedience, that was split into the northern ten tribes and the southern two tribes. The northern part was called Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah. Uh, Both of those different kingdoms had turned away from God at various times, and he sent uh, judgment. He sent punishment. He sent the Assyrians to scatter that northern kingdom of Israel. That happened in about uh, 720s BC, and then he sent Nebuchadnezzar to uh, exact some punishment and carry away the some people from that southern kingdom of Judah. And that happened in around 605 BC, or it started there. And then the uh, captives were away for about 70 years. And this had been prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah. Well, when they returned to Jerusalem, as had also been prophesied, uh, there were some prophets sent to talk to the people then, and those were the post-exilic prophets. Daniel and Ezekiel were exilic prophets. They talked to the people during their exile. Uh, There were several prophets before, and then there were these uh, post-exilic prophets, and these are Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi that close out the Old Testament. Now, let me just say real quick, besides being able to to look at the books of prophecy and kind of divide them up about uh, the time period, we could also look at to whom the original prophecy was given. So whether it was to that northern kingdom of Israel or the southern kingdom of Judah or uh, to those who were in Babylon, um, and also, I believe there's a couple to Nineveh and a cup and one which is Obadiah to Edom. Uh, we could look at them those different ways, and that kind of helps us keep it straight in our minds, uh, or to start to <laughs> keep it straight. Uh, but today we get to be in Haggai, and uh, the the setting is is that the people had returned from their exile. Jerusalem was in ruins. The temple had been destroyed. And they had been told by God, they were being given direction that they needed to rebuild the temple, rebuild the wall, rebuild the city. And there came a great deal of opposition after they came back. And um, the work had stopped and God sent Haggai, both Haggai and Zechariah, uh, to say, you have to do this. So get to it, folks, pretty much. Haggai's uh, tone of his uh, prophecy in these two chapters is a little bit of a rebuke. It's like, you need to think about what you're doing. Zechariah's uh, had more of a of an encouraging tone at times because he's like, you're building this because one day the Messiah is going to come here and reign. But both were used by God very specifically. And so I love this. But listen to how Haggai opens up. It says, in the second year of Darius. So let me just say, this Darius was an, was an actual person, and we see, so we can uh, ascertain exactly the time period of this based on history, but it says, in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Now, this was a different Joshua than the Joshua that led the people into the promised land, okay? Because uh, it was several hundred years later. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, 
These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. I have to tell you here, one of the things that I love about Old Testament anything Old Testament, and especially Old Testament prophecy, is we get to see a lot of the Lord said this, or thus says the Lord, or hear this word from the Lord. I love that because the Lord spoke to the people at that time through the prophets. That's how he gave the messages. And so this was very important. I love what we read in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Uh, but at this time, he was speaking to him to the, by the prophets. And I love that we get to see his character. I love we get to see him um, give this message to the people that he cared for because he wanted them to turn back. He wanted them to be right with him. And he cared enough. He didn't have to send the prophets. He could have just let them uh, wallow in their sin with no hope. But he loves his people. That's the character of our God. Uh, but it says, in verse 4, is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruin? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Oh, friends, I love this. God was calling them to, to take an appropriate assessment of the situation and to look at themselves, look at their situation, look about what they had been doing, what they had been focusing on. Was their focus away from where it should be? Remember, he had given them in the law uh, several hundred years before, but the priest would have had that. Those who were following the Lord would have known what he had said in the commandments and in the law because it did. Uh, they, it was supposed to have been passed on, and uh, they knew um, that they were supposed to have no other gods before the Lord. They knew that they weren't supposed to make idols, and uh, they knew that they were supposed to focus on him because that's why they had been exiled to Babylon. <laughs> and and um, so he was encouraging them as they came back and uh, they were getting ready and God had given the message for them to start the rebuilding of the temple. And um, he's saying, look, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I've given the word through the prophets. You're not doing it. Think about your ways and listen to what he says. He says, is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? In other words, you're more focused on self and not on me. And friends, that is not a new concept. That's a concept that has been present from the Old Testament. We see it very much in the New Testament. We've talked about this over and over again about how we need to put God first and everything else will fall into place. So if he had told them to do something, they needed to be obedient to that first and then he takes care of all the rest. We talked about that toward the end of last season when we were um, mentioning what we saw in Luke's gospel in chapter 12 where Jesus said to reminded them not to be anxious about things, not to be anxious about food or clothing because the Lord took care, he takes care of his people. That had not changed ever. 
that had not changed ever. All the way back in the law in um, Deuteronomy chapters 28 through 30, right before the people were getting ready to go over into the promised land, um, God had given Moses words to say and uh, to remind the people that if they would be obedient to God, he would take care of everything. He would provide their food. He would provide their shelter. He would keep their enemies at bay. He would bless them. But if they were disobedient, if they turned away, if they went their own way, if they went after the ways of the nations, if they uh, did not focus on the Lord and were not obedient to them, there would be curses on them. And so he was saying, is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? So you're focusing on yourself. I've told you to rebuild my house. You're not doing it. What is wrong with this picture? Now, the human side, the flesh part of us will say, well, I've got to take care of myself. You know, I've got to get this all taken care of uh, for my family. But God's uh, character has always been, you obey me, you put me first, and I will take care of all the details. And so he he lays it out to him. He says, consider your ways. You have sown much. In other words, you've been working hard, but you've harvested little. You eat, but you're never, you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves and no one is warm. And he who earns a wage does so to put them in a, into a bag with holes. In other words, you keep working for these things and nothing satisfies put me first. And then in that verse, thus says the Lord of hosts, and this is the second time he said it in this passage, consider your ways. Look at what you're doing. You are not seeking me first. You are not seeking me and trusting me completely. But if you will do that, I will bless you. He says in verse eight, go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills and on the grain, the new wine, the oil, and on what the ground brings forth on man and beast and on all their labors. He said, I'm trying to get your attention. Put me first. Consider your ways. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're focusing on. You are focused on self, self, self. Focus on me and I'll take care of the rest. And he does that, friends. Oh, he does that over and over again. We read in Matthew 6, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. He wants to see that we have, that we trust him, that we walk by faith and not by sight. And it's hard. But if we go back to what we know about his character, if we go back to what we know is true and we find that in his word, he takes care of his people. We read in Philippians 4:19, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He gives us what we need, but we must be obedient. And when we're not, he does things to get our attention. I mean, I see this as much of what our world does today. They strive and strive and strive and strive, and then just nothing is is ever enough. But if we uh, focus on God, if we uh, seek him, if we focus on his son and realize that he is our all in all, he provides everything that we need, and we trust him for that, oh, we're blessed beyond measure. We 
we are blessed beyond measure. And we see that in this next little section in chapter 12, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and all the remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent them, and the people feared the Lord. That's what we must do. We must always go back. If he's told us, to do something, let's do that first, whether we understand it or not. And friends, I promise he takes care of us, but we must consider our ways. And thankfully, on this side of the cross, we have the Holy Spirit that he's given to us believers that will nudge us and will um, guide us and convict us and say, you know, you're really, you've turned away, you're slipping away, you're walking away. But the way that we can focus back on him is we spend that time in his word. We spend that time in worship. We spend that time in prayer, realizing that every single thing we have comes from his hand. There is nothing that we have that didn't come from him. And every good and perfect gift comes from from above, comes from the Father of lights. We know that. The Bible tells us that. So how are we going to trust him more in this year? Um, how are we going to consider his ways? Well, it, it comes with every day coming before him, denying ourselves, picking up our cross daily, realizing what he's done for us. Because we were sinners, God sent Jesus to die for us, to pay the penalty that we owed, and he did pay for it. That salvation work has been done. We deny ourselves, we pick up our cross, and we follow him. We obey him. We do what he says, and it make it will make all the difference. But it is a daily process. So I would say to you and to myself, may we consider our ways frequently in light of what God is calling us to do in His Word. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.